Ladies and gents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we have a very special podcast for all you sexy and beautiful listeners out there. A We've got very a special, special guests. episode. Yes, very special episode. Ah, episode. You know, I could I could pronounce that, but you know, the pandemic has me a little tongue tied. But as we go, it's our friend Earl Stone. Will you do the honors? Yo, I, I I met Earl way back in the day, back in D.C. Kind of on a crazy tip, you know. And basically, we've been friends for over ten years. Uh, one of the most prolific minds I feel in terms of music nerdery. His standing goes deep. <laughs> you know, um, he's pulling out stuff about the strokes that I didn't even know. Um, but it's just really cool to have uh, Earl on the podcast. Um, he wrote an article in the Cal Sessions um, titled, uh, The New Abnormal is a New Normal. And going into the, the uh, review of the Strokes album, and essentially, you know, we want to have him on the podcast because he has like deep thoughts about the strokes. And I feel like they don't get a lot of respect. Absolutely. And then he came in through and kind of, you know, we just sat there, chopped it up as, as often men, as often black men do. And we just kind of chopped up music for about 45 minutes. So right here for your listening pleasure to the technologies of the Internet. Here is the podcast. Regin Stone. We love y'all. Peace. All right. Just starting from the top, um, I like the strokes because they seem to strip everything down, keep fit. It's almost deconstructed music with better attention to detail for what they do give you. Like, there's not a lot of random drum sounds. There's a solid drum sound, it's clean. There's a solid guitar part on the left, there's a solid guitar part and hard to the right. There's a bass line down the middle that you can appreciate. And then there are vocals that always have some level of character and it's always melodic so i don't see what you wouldn't like about this band about this band ever but this album is a return to form from my point of view that's that's the short version we'll we'll expand into different parts later but that's my initial that's the yeah. short version of my take on how brilliant the album is yeah right, I, I i'm to... gonna throw this I, go so you should you should stone uh, no 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 go ahead you, you first sir all right, so my, my first argument would be that did they actually fall off though? I, I felt like it was I felt like the strokes are in the space of where for me personally, those first the first two albums are classics. The third one was a near classic. I felt like the problem was it was bloated, but it was still like had fucking jams on it. First you impressions had, of Earth? First impressions of Earth. Come down Mission Alpha. Yeah, come down Mission Alpha was solid. So it, it's it's weird where I felt like like the, with the strokes, what's what's odd is I don't want to say they're underrated, but it felt like people wanted to write them off very quickly, just because maybe I don't know. Maybe it's it, it was a weird it was a weird backlash to me, which I could never understand, and it felt almost like people who like you know. So the strokes come out two thousand and one, huge band, resurgence in rock, you know, resurgence in New York City rock, resurgence in indie mm-hmm. rock, made a scene right. People kind of like maybe, you know, they're in high school. They kind of like, you know, that's when they hit. They're like, oh, I want to come to New York. And it's like they came to New York like five years later and then decided to be like, oh, this all sucks. We're on to like all these cool, you know, fucking electro clash and dance punk. And like, you know, we're into like, you know, fucking LCD sound system, but the strokes suck. 
and then that gets weird because I I, I gonna make a weird argument. As opposed to a lot, of, a lot of those bands, I feel like they've been pretty consistent. Like for a band that's been around for twenty years, like I would take that discography. Like you know, like not many bands, you know, not many bands are Radiohead overall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, where you could take it from the first album, you could take it from the last album. There's growth. There's a this character art to every person in the band, and yet you still want to listen to the final product. That almost never happens. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's my take on the on the Strokes. I feel like the Strokes have been fairly consistent. Obviously, you know, to keep up a musical. Uh, you know, repertoire for for eighteen years. You're going to have some hits. You're going to have some misses. And I feel like, um, you know, they, they had that EP um, that was okay. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of some of the solo projects, but they've been fairly consistent for for a, for a long time. Uh, I feel like the criticism around the Strokes has been it's more the culture has changed in a weird way where. Um, kind of like garage or pure like guitar rock uh doesn't really have a home in a lot of places right like we've moved on to you know like you were saying like like electro rock or lcd sound system or you know just like you know super indie brooklyn you know whatever folk rock and i feel like that kind of left the like the culture kind of changed and the strokes kind of remained the same and i feel like um, and you know, they're the only like the last guitar rock band standing right now uh, from that scene for the most part, uh, who still has that name recognition. Um, you know, a lot of people compare them to like the Arctic Monkeys, but the last Arctic Monkeys album, or maybe the album before the last, was a lounge album, right? So um, I feel like it was a what? A lounge. It was a. Oh, it was a lounge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really haven't liked anything after this second album. <laughs> well, but yeah, so so I feel like it's not like, the they stopped being a garage band, that's when I stopped listening to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like but, but yeah, it's not the strokes fault. I know like they're like they I, you know, it's not even like they rope rub people the wrong way, but like I feel like they're very underappreciated. Um and I'm happy for this album. I feel like it's definitely a return to form. It's definitely one of those things where um they they need to knock on the door again and say that they're here, um, but they need to do it in a way that felt consistent. And I feel like that's the thing that I really appreciate about this album is that it is consistent. Oh yeah, oh yeah, without question. Yeah, without question. And it's like it, it's there's drum machines, there's some synth work, but there's still songs that sound like vintage Strokes. You know, like like Ode to the Met sounds like a classic that would have ended. You know, some of some of those earlier albums. And yes. it's it, yeah, and, and it's yeah, no, and it's, it's what I like about it too is the fact of where, and even of the work they've done, they've kind of they've there has been growth. Like it's like you know they were a little scuzzy, you know, lower east sidey, leather jackety type band, and like from that to here, there's definitely not. There's definitely songs that sound like it, but there's a lot of synthesizer work. There's a lot of you know he's doing this little weird falsetto thing. Like they've changed over the years, and it, it's something where. Like, I'm happy for them to kind of, like, and it's, and I'll tell you a quick side story. I knew it hit me funny because, so I live near Barclays, and I'm walking by for their New Year's shows, and this kid's outside waiting. So obviously sold out, New Year's. Makes sense. This is their home city. But what was very shocking was the kids I saw waiting outside, like, you know, sleeping, they were all, like, maybe, like, you know, 15 to maybe tops, like, like 23, 24. 
So it's so like it's a testimony to them that where even though like I guess like I and it maybe goes back to what you were saying, Stone. Even though there was this class that came in there, it was like, oh well, we're too busy doing this fucking folk with drum beats, and you know that we're too cool to school for fucking the Strokes. Like this generation's kind of you know every every kid I guess who went to fucking Urban Outfitters when they're 14, 15, 16, they kind of guess on that swag. I guess they rediscovered the Strokes. Oh wow. <laughs> There's something to be said. There's something to be said for that, though. Yeah, no, I can see I, that. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's. Like I said, it's, it's. For some of it, I feel like the backlash was like, you know, when you're young, you like certain things, and when you're older, particularly in that weird age of when you're collegey, not necessarily necessarily once you start paying real ass bills, <laughs> like you know, start paying real ass rent, but it's that thing right. of where it's like it's cool to be anti. So it's like, oh, I like that in high school. I like that, you know, I like that back then. And I felt like the shows kind of fell into that fucking path. But what's it, what's weird about it, though, is that, like, they changed the city. Like, the, rate, the way, like, you know, they changed cities. Like, hipster culture, you know, Silver Lake, Williamsburg, these neighborhoods were built off this cool that they were selling you, whereas it's like, you know, like this hipsterdom. And, it's, and what's cool about them is, and I don't want to kind of say they weren't hipster, but they were just like, you know, obviously they were kids of privilege, per se, but they were the same scummy <laughs> kids of privilege you would see in NYU in any New York City dive bar. There was an authenticity, authenticity, uh, authenticity. There we go. I got the word okay, out. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that's that's okay. Yeah, and and I and that's what's kind of weird about it was I always kind of wonder about like why people be like, oh well, you know, da 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 da, the Strokes and hipsters and yada yada yada. Where like it's, I feel like they were kind of a pure band, and it's kind of cool to kind of see them kind of like still doing it and still kind of capture that magic. So I, I wouldn't say the, the Strokes are a hipster band. I feel like they're they're still the antithesis antithesis of uh oh, a words. We were struggling. It, it is after work band. We were struggling. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I, I I feel like it was still that kind of gritty Lower East Side. Um, Almost like I don't even say working class because it's definitely not working class. But compared to like you know, not with those clothes, no. Like 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 um, <laughs> like your your Brooklyn Williamsburg flannel like beard hipster, it was like it was not that right. Like it wasn't you know. And I feel it's the like Manhattan kids who the Manhattan kids coming home from prep school who wanted to <laughs> hang out in Williamsburg. Yeah, <laughs> you got the shirt, you got the shirt, but you're still clean shaven over there, aren't you? <laughs> they are making kombucha in the basement. <laughs> exactly. But, you, but but it's not like dirty dirty projectors, you know. It wasn't like a you know grizzly bear. Like 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 I feel like 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 they were still like I don't know about this Williamsburg Williamsburg thing, right? Like I I feel like they're still on that on that tip, um, and I feel like. Um, that's what kind of set the strokes apart. And I think that's also something where it's going to help with their longevity. Cause I feel like a lot of these like kind of Brooklyn hipster or indie bands, they caught a wave and then that wave yeah. was done. <laughs> you know, that wave was done like 10, 10 years ago. Right. But at, at least the strokes are saying like, you know, we were never trying to buy into those things. We were never trying to be about that wave. You know, we're still here. And this is still basically the music we were making back in 2001. Yeah, which I think is, is amazing. Well, the fact that it's still listenable, 
that year. I mean, the th- it was timeless when it came out. People just didn't recognize it was going to be timeless. Um, whereas I, I was a big Killers fan, but I can't say it was. It sounds timeless. I could say they're great songs that hold up, but I can't say it's timeless. I hear that um, Arctic Monkeys when they first dropped the vines, the the, the hives, um, that whole Franz Ferdinand, like all of these bands that came out around that same time where everything was a stripped down guitar work and maybe a, like a like a simple bass line underneath it. Um, there was a bunch of bands that tried that Kinks-like recipe, but the material sounds like they were chasing his style at the time. And I feel like the benefit of being the originator of a sound in an era is you get to be the timeless one. You know, it's um, it's it's the Supremes versus any other girl group that came out at the same time. It's like, mm. True, That's true, cute, true. I know I know what year that came out because yeah. I know what everybody else sounded like. Whereas I can't tell you exactly. I'm a huge Motown fan. I can't tell you every year, every single um Supremes track came out. I can tell you most of the other girls' groups like the Crystals and the Ronettes. I can tell you all of those years. Because there was a sound they were they were chasing a sound versus creating a sound. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the thing is they they get like to a certain extent, you know, you always hear the comparisons. They're like television. They're like this. They're like that. You know, CBGBs. Oh. But the thing yeah. is, with the Strokes is, and as we discussed this before a little bit, Earl, what I like about the Strokes is the fact of where, even though it's very melodic, it's very, very rhythmic. It's almost like you're going, going back to, like, I guess we're people talking about, like, fucking electronics. Like, like it's yeah. like having a whole bunch of, like, sequencers of fucking of synthesizers and arpeggiators. Yep. And mm-hmm. I'm going off, but they're all playing off of each other. And it's like the guitar work, was very guitar-y, but it wasn't like, you know, no, you know, the guitar solos would come in, but sparingly. It was very much like, you know, we're just creating like a vibe and then fucking mm-hmm. Juliet Casablancas would just kind of do, you know, his singing songwriter thing on top of it is a little snarky, you know, one-off, afflicted, not afflicted, but like, you know, d- disaffected. I'm over it. Disaffected, yeah, I'm yeah. Over, I'm yeah, totally just, over everything. Yeah, I'm over it's... myself. Like, I'm over everything. <laughs> <laughs> another girl, another bar. <laughs> But I'm yeah, so and, cool. <laughs> I hate my I hate myself from five minutes ago. That's how fast forward I am. Yeah, yeah, and, I get it. and even that is kind of cool because what I and I it's it's like you can't really it's like you can't hate on me because I already hate on myself. Like I already know this is all bullshit. <laughs> like yeah. I already know like the, the leather jacket I'm wearing, the sneakers I'm wearing. I'm out here buying her drink shots, paying to listen to her, just gonna try to take her home. Like I know this is all bullshit, and, and that's what I liked about it too because. Even a lot of the New York City bands in general, when you think about, because it's New York, right? So you think about fucking Development Underground. You think right. about fucking, you know, you know, Sonic Youth. These are people where you feel like they kind of got born, you know, they're born cool. Like they popped out of the, the womb smoking a fucking cigarette and shit. And the Strokes <laughs> were kind of like that too. But at the same time, they were like, this is all bullshit. Like, you know, this is just fucking, this is just bullshit. Everything we're doing is bullshit. Don't take any of this seriously. And I, and I thought that kind of, you know, that was also refreshing where, you know, that pers- the lens was a different lens. It wasn't, their lens was a very much like, like, I won't say we could all do this, but this is like, this is, this is it's, you know, come, you know, you could do this too. Start a band. It's not that big of a deal. There's no crazy fucking lights. There's no, all we're doing is dressing cool, drinking our beers, smoking cigarettes, and playing our instruments. That's nothing more, nothing less. I was, that exactly what the aesthetic is, and which is why um, I think it's always going to be timeless in its own way because that guy, I get, well, I, let me be very careful about timeless in, a, in an objective sense. Um, it's nostalgic without question. 
Only question about whether or not it'd be timeless is whether or not it continues to hold up sales-wise in an era where I got the Billie Eilish's, I've got the, um, this, you can sound disaffected and lush at the same time. And I don't even think the Strokes have really played with that approach since uh, First Impressions of Earth. Um, well, no, I take that back. Um, Angles had a lot of lushness to it, too. Uh, the album right before um, Come Down Machine. Yes. So, and Angles was really, was very, very lush, in fact. I, actually, thinking about it, I liked Angles more than Come Down Machine. And, and at I, times, I think it was, I liked it better. I, I like First Impressions, but I thought it was a tighter album than First Impressions. Well, and, and that's when, when you're looking at that kind of stuff, you're literally, you guys still there, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when, when you, okay. When you're dealing with first impressions, that one kicks off with YOLO. Um, it, it is tight, but it's because there's doing very specific things on that record. I think angles with them getting away with, I don't think there's that much that's super melodic on that album until you get to life is simple under the moonlight, like the last track. Um, Everything else was very, was artistically flawless. It just wasn't as accessible as their previous material. And I think that's why it's so nostalgic for me. All my favorite bands, whether it be, all my favorite acts, whether it's Bob Marley, whether it's the Motown sound, whether it's the Beatles, whether it's, it, it's people who could be original and still take the majority of the public with them um, whenever they did something new. And, there are ways that you could do that. It seemed like the Strokes had mastered all of them by the second or third album. And you're just like, oh, well, I didn't feel like these guys could lose. Then, you know, I didn't, I didn't like the last EP, the future, present, past as much as I've liked the previous material. But yeah, it, they nailed it. It's also funny when you were talking about buying drinks and just talking to the girl. That's literally how is this it starts. Yes. <laughs> it's, it, it, and even when they do like little political stuff like the eyes of the world it's, oh, it's very great track like it's yeah it's great track and it's like it's very Take like it's yeah it's 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 like like again they're rock stars they're good looking rock stars i remember when uh what's it the drummer was in drew barrymore you know tabloid fada yada, yada yada yeah Fab was but it's like it, fighting outside of the yeah, 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 absolutely. But uh, you know, but it's the idea of where <laughs> I was like, there's, I'm not bad at it. There's first benefits. Hey, there's first hey. benefits to be a rock star. <laughs> I gotta tell you, when you're getting Drew Barrymore and you're the drummer, that's what you're talking about. It like that's a band. Yeah, you got you got the upgrade. But it's it's the idea of where it's just like you know, even with all that should happen, like like you two and shit, right? If I saw Bono, I'd be like, oh shit. You know, Tom York, I'd be like, oh shit. Even like a dude like Interpol, I'd be like, oh, they got the fucking Armani suits. I'm a little fucking... And like with the Strokes, it feels like it could actually go up there and be like, dude, let's take shots. And that's what I kind of love about it is the idea of they have this approachability that's always there. And even, and even when they kind of, like, like I said, they branch out, it's, it always draws back to that. It feels like... And maybe, I don't know, it's... it's, it's I don't know if it's... I don't, it's, like I said, it's weird. It's, maybe it's because of... I just think that at the end of the day, maybe it's because of the privilege that they have or the way it was. It's, you know, they started a band where the, the stakes were low. It's just like, we're, we're bored. The city, you know, post on 11, you know, basically when they hit, you know, right, right at the point of time. When, and, and, and obviously they were building, playing before that, but 
it's a perfect time for them to kind of have dropped where it's like, hey, you know, we're kind of all doomed, but it's kind of all right, if that makes any word sense. Wow. I, I could see how we could, as a country, could look at ourselves a little weird after the excesses that may have made other people want to perform 9-11 here. Um, and then a band that's kind of like, yeah, we don't really care about excess, except that their life is, is so subtly about excess. It's not even funny. But, <laughs> yeah, but it's not over yeah, the top he, with production value. It's not over the top with production yeah, value. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, again, we talk about like the, like them being like the kids of privilege that just want, <laughs> they have the privilege to, to, to basically participate in that excess, but they choose not to. Uh, which is the mm. ultimate privilege in my book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, is, you know. what is money really? You can only say shit like that when you have money. <laughs> money doesn't buy you everything. I'm going to try, motherfucker. I'm going to try. <laughs> I, I think it's very interesting, too. Like, when, when Is This It dropped, like, right around September 11th, it was just, like, malaise, right? It was supposed to be... And it was, I don't think it was trying to be the, the post-9-11 malaise, but obviously in the like feeding into that malaise, which is kind of like, this is, this is it. Like, this, like, 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 this is the, like, all the things that they're telling you in the world. Like, it doesn't have to be that complicated, right? And I feel like, um, like, I, I feel like that aesthetic was really interesting at that time, uh, especially when you know, they're basically pushing comfort food, right? Like, this is like the Britney Spears era, right? This was, uh, you know, the 50 Cent, well, maybe pre-50 Cent era, but, like, the Nelly era, right? Like, this is, like, like pop, glam, over-the-top, like, you know, this is what music is supposed to sound like, and I think they doubled down on that, like, right after 9-11, and then you have the Strokes, who just, like, come in and say fuck all of that <laughs> you know um and like i thought it was brilliant and, I, and and the fact that they continue to kind of be like you know even though like julian casablancas is like in his 40s and you know like dating like 20 year old girls right now like he's just kind of like okay cool like this is what it is <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah you know, the fact that they're, they're maintaining that uh, into this pandemic, which is like a really interesting bookend to their career, I think it's really is really cool, and that's what stands out to me in terms of like, just like the fact that they they still represent that kind of like um, nonchalance, you know. And I feel like we kind of need that. <laughs> it's it's working for them. I can't see why they wouldn't <laughs> bring it back to them. Like, so you guys want to talk about their side projects at all? I know that you guys aren't. I mean, Reg mentioned them specifically. He's not always a big fan. I, I don't think I've heard anything by them away from each other as a group that I, I, I couldn't, from, I couldn't find my way to liking. Yeah, they're all talented. I, I think, uh, and like cool. I said, we, we discussed it. For me, it's uh, and it's my own biases. Like when I go to certain bands, I look for certain things. So okay. it's hard for me to, to kind of disconnect a band from. Well, it's even with the individual, like, like, um, you know, when I, when you have an indie, when you have your individual product project, it's like, I expect it to be like, and it's kind of fucked up where it's like, all right, you know, he plays, he's the basis. So I expect it to be the same shit as the band shit, but more bass. 
and it's never the case. It's like <laughs> it's well, they're all individual. Yeah, they're, it is on. with Nick yeah. Valencia when he does this when he does his stuff with Sia. Like if you go back and listen to the Sia records that he has like a couple of tracks on, if you know what you're listening for, you hear it the second Nick Valencia starts playing. Um, yes. Um, and you know what? I'll send you a few links. You guys can play them in the background on on this afterwards. But it's you start listening to it and you're like, oh, that's what he brings to the Strokes. Like, ah, yeah. Oh, that's what he does. That's right. so when I hear that line, that's you know, that's what Nick's doing. Versus, um, uh, and same thing with Julian when Julian was doing the Lonely Island stuff with um, Andy, uh, Andy Samberg, and you know the guys from SNL. Yes, Boombox, for example. It's just it doesn't get any better. Like I listened to Boombox like it was a regular Stroke song. Like when that came out, I listened to it pretty much. I listened to it on repeat for about three days when I found that song. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> I have addictive personality like, disorder, so don't don't go by me on that. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great it's no it's a great track. For, <laughs> for me, what's been defining has been the the voids. I love okay. the I, from from phrases of the young, the first Julian yeah. Casablancas record, that was solid. But the voids is what I love, and it's so here's the kicker for me it's. It goes a little extreme, meaning sometimes you'll have songs that sound like very rocky. Sometimes you'll have songs that sound very cheesy 80s. But for the most part, it feels like it's, I won't say an extension of the strokes, but as far as the songwriting, how it's gotten stronger, I feel like you see it definitely with fucking The Voids. Like that, 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 that like the last record they had, I love that record. That's a record I used to go back to all the time. Again, kind of bloated like um, first impressions on my um, first impressions of the earth, but fucking, it's like you know you'll have your weird rock song. You have it has one song that's like like fucking five six minutes long, but mm-hmm. what I like about it is the idea of where the melody ideas, the basic fundamental songwriting is mm-hmm. solid. Even though he might put it through, a, you know, it might be a little bit more about fucking, you know, this song is a little bit more metally. Mm-hmm. This song's pure '80s cheese, where even the guitars are put through weird phasers. It still yeah. sounds like kind of like word stroke songs that makes any word sense. Makes sense to me. I'm following. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so you, Reg, I think you were saying that you know you could feel what um, the band was like, what band members doing what based off of like their solo project. I feel like the the Albert Hammond Jr. Um, solo pro- projects, like uh, the Francis Trouble. Like project, I feel like I'm like this is a guitarist. Like yeah. I, I feel that <laughs> from like when I was into it, I was like this is this is a guitarist trying to make a like a solo record. <laughs> like I feel all of that <laughs> throughout the <laughs> whole project, right? Like it's just I don't know. I think it's just like I don't even know what it is if it's just like the the guitar was mastered a little bit higher. <laughs> Turn me up, man. Turn me up. Turn me up. It's in the mixing session. Turn me up. Turn me up. Uh, I think we can use a little bit more guitar right there. Turn me up. Dave Chappelle. Turn me up. Come on. But but yeah, I mean, like 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 the Julius Solar Projects. I'm not like a. I'm, I'm not like a. I'm not like y'all. I'm not like a fucking. 
encyclopedia of that shit. But <laughs> I mean, I, I thought they were cool, but like the, the Albert Hammond, I think like I like like I, I think I've listened to more. Um, but yeah, I, I I like for me, I'm like, oh, dude, this is, this is a guitar right here, like, like no doubt. Um, but it's interesting too because like it's also something where you could tell like like just you could see the DNA or hear the DNA of the strokes, but you could tell yeah. like they're trying to do something different. <laughs> and I don't know if like you can hear like them trying hard not to make another like like hear him trying hard not to make another strokes album. Um yeah. but, like, I, I I feel like the DNA is already there and it's hard to like deny that. Which is really interesting. Um, you know, like, 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 I, you know, I, I feel like sometimes it's just hard to walk away from <laughs> what you know best, like what, you know, um, true. Yeah. That is true. It is hard. I mean, uh, I, it also depends on what they liked about their own project. I think that also says a lot about what you're going to, um, and I played in bands with guys, you know. You know what I mean? Like to yeah. this day, my favorite, my favorite rehearsal with with Phil and Derek was the day that I got a chance to. Um, I was rehearsing with them, and we started playing "Daddy's Home" like on one of the Lucky Bastard old albums. And um, as somebody who loved that song the first time I heard it live, and then I was actually in the room playing with them when that song got started, I was like, I've been waiting for this moment for at least a good six years. Um, and as a guitarist. I have to imagine if you're making a solo album after having a world-renowned group on your resume, there's obviously some of those debates or conversations you had where, hey, I think we should play this chorus again. They're like, ah, shut up. Um, (laughs) 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 But like, when you're the executive producer and everybody, you're paying everybody's salary in the room, maybe you're going to be a like you know what i said more guitar this time and that's what's gonna happen turn my shit up um and i think yeah sometimes it can get a little bit more indulgent it can also get indulgent if you already have another band that's paying your bills like if you've got a band that's paying your bills already you could you could do an album that's like seven minute rock songs you could do that true very true your bills are already paid He could definitely indulge, yeah, and, and and not to be funny, the voids, like like going back to that idea, he's running around dressed in like fucking eighties makeup, like like cheesy, intentionally cheesy videos. At the end of the day, they know that, and and even though it's a rarity, you know, nowadays, like you know, a world tour of the Strokes, that's that pays their rents, you know, even in their position for a very long time. And I'm pretty sure I don't know what's happening with this album rollout. I'm pretty sure whenever this all gets settled, that you know. Those shows last year were just fucking the warning shot for, you know, some crazy 20, 30 day world tour shit that was going to keep them paid in their pockets for a couple of years. Let me tell you something. I already, I, I already know the hazmat suit I'm going to buy off of Amazon. If there's a, <laughs> if there's a concert and they come anywhere near D.C. Yeah. Oh, it's COVID. No, I'm not worried about that right now. I'm not, we have to we have to get a leather leather like blue jean colored. It's gonna have to be like you know the top will be black leather and it'll be the fake ass blue jean color in the bottom. Oh no! And the son. bottom will like face Ooh. converse. No, son. I'm, I'm gonna show up in the Doctor Emmett the Doc Emmett Brown joint that um that Marty convinced his dad to go. <laughs> I'm back to the future. <laughs> that yellow 
thing where he he told his dad he was Darth Vader. Like that's the costume I'm wearing. Dude, we, we, yo, we we need to get on this right now. Concert COVID attire. Oh, right now. Shit. Like pitch the oh. sharks on Shark Tank. <laughs> Million dollar idea. Yeah, except for we can except for nobody can pitch those guys because those guys sit way too way closer than six feet apart. And um, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they on the Zoom call too. Eh? Every, everybody's on the Zoom call, fam. Like they, they're not immune. No, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I truly do. Oh man. Um. So let's let's get to the new album. All right. Let's get to to the uh, um the, the the new hotness. Yes, most How's certainly. How's everybody feeling? Uh, like like. Who's not pitch for in the room? How's everybody feeling? <laughs> I mean, I, I love it. I think, you know, like Earl said, it's a return to form. I feel like, you know, I think either, even if you were kind of hit and miss on the in-between albums, I feel that from This Is It to here, over the period of time, it, they fit in perfectly. Like, it's, it feels like a band continuing on the same mission. It doesn't feel stagnated. Uh, it's, I, I, I just think it's a great... I think it's... I mean... I can't think, obviously you have a couple of big records that dropped recently. Uh, you know, just today Fiona Apple dropped and it's getting a lot of critically acclaimed. Really? But I can't really think of, yeah, what you know, yeah. We should talk about that album at a later date. Yeah, we, we should we definitely reconvene and talk about that. But uh, but long story short, I you know, it's for rock music, I don't know if you could do any better than this for this year so far. Like, like by a large margin. Oh, Fiona? Really, Fiona Apple? Really? Oh, dude, that the album. The album I'm sure it is great. fire. I, I, it, I thought Lana Del yeah. Rey killed her so she could take her place in the pantheon of music. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really thought the two of them were in a parking lot one time, and one pulled out a sword, and the other one was like, "There can only be one," and then shit went down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It was Lana, a Illuminati sacrifice. Lana Del Rey had a few, like, was a little bit younger, so she had she was a little bit quicker. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's I want to like it's 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 dope though. It's it's because I can actually see that happening though. Yeah, it's it's like it can only be one skewed, skewed, skewed white girl. Yeah, the disaffected, the disaffected girl who you know is not gonna ever struggle paying rent. Yeah, you know? but, but, like, Billy Eilish is waiting in the wings. So, like, Lana's like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Victory. Flawless victory. And then, like, Lana, like, like, Billy Eilish is like, oh, you're the next opponent. Like, in the Mortal Kombat round. And Lord's just waiting for somebody to slip for five seconds. Like, she could jump right back into that, 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 that double Dutch game. Y'all keep the turn of the rope. I'll be over there in a second. I'll, I'll just get that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but but I guess as far as age acts from twenty years ago, you know, besides Fiona, I think that like I said, it's 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 it just hit me hard in a year where I can't say there's been a, a round of dope 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 albums, but it's been you know as far as most concerned, not a bad year. Like it's something where like you know for me. I, I can't like I I go back to it as far as a big mainstream release from a rock band. I don't think this is beating it. Maybe 1979. Let me say 1979, 1975. In a couple of months. I don't know, but 
Like, I, I don't think anybody is doing it like the way they did it. No. So, so yes. So here, here's what I have to say about this album. There's tracks that I play on, re- on repeat. Like, Adults Are Talking, like, right. uh, Broken Bridge Decor. It's like, yeah. they're actually, and I'm looking, and those are actually the most uh, streamed uh, tracks on the album. And that means that there's singles on this album. There's pop melodies on this album. There are things on this album that are just like super solid. And I feel like it's been a minute for me where I found a rock album where like everything is solid. I feel like rock is in a weird place right now. Just like, yeah. and I feel, you know, that there's there not a lot of rock bands right now. Yeah. And this is a rock band that has tracks that I want to press the repeat button on. And that is success to me. <laughs> That's a, You know I come from that old school version of record exec, like, knowledge. Like, I need to be able to hum it. I, I know. Second I stop it. And if I can't hum it, you did, You just handed me, like, ten tracks of crap. And, no, it's different. It, it, it's almost like comedians who don't understand how clever stand-up can be. Like, a Gerard Carmichael shows up. And a guy like Shang, who I have a great deal of respect for Shang, um, We'll say when I watched the special, I didn't hear any laughs, and comedy is about getting laughs. I'm like, well, some of it's about conscious, um, aware, like observations being given in a microphone in a way that you appreciate, and it really doesn't matter if you laughed as much as if you pressed repeat to make sure you got it all, and then you quoted it to two of your friends, and then you streamed it again, and then you, you know. I feel like every once in a while you get a thought leader, somebody who actually creates a different way of looking at it. And if they can make that accessible to the point where you're pushing repeat, I get, I think you get the best of both worlds. Sorry. I just jumped. No, out. no, that's no, true. it's true. No, that's, yeah, that's true. No, agreed. That's true. I'm, yeah. But I'm definitely with you, uh, Stone on, on the pushing repeat. Like I was almost mad that they put the adults are talking as a first track, because even though I'd already gotten the two leaks um, in my car, like in certain playlists, because I've got like a Strokes playlist, and they just, Siri just snuck the track, um, I want to say, at the door. I want to say it snuck that into my playlist. And I was like, I didn't pick this, but I like it. And then come to look at it, like I guess on like a radio station that they gave me for the Strokes. Then when I went to go take a look at it, it's like, oh, the rest of the album isn't even out. They're just streaming this song on an album in iTunes that was all grayed out, like an Apple Music, where it's just all grayed out except for that one track. Like, all right, this is smart. This is taking advantage of what the technology can afford you and letting me know that there's going to be a Strokes album. Like, that that alone within itself was hot. I mean, if I'm not going to go to a Bernie rally, then I mean, I think that was <laughs> the best way for me to find that out. <laughs> No, they've and they've they got they had a full promo rollout. Like I said, it kind of sucks. I would love to have seen them, like obviously everything's on pause, but it would have been cool to kind of see them maybe like you know play the late night circuit. Oh yeah, you know pop in. Yeah, they definitely done SNL. Yeah. They they always yeah. do SNL. I love it. So it's like I'm hoping that you know after everything settles and everything kind of moves on, that we'll have like a fully you know fully active, fully formed. Like you said, we'll be rocking our hazmat suits. I'll yeah, actually get him out, you know, on stage. Oh yeah, definitely the yellow hat. Yeah. that's not. A, that's real. That's gonna happen. Yeah. True. 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 Cool. But, uh, cool. Yeah, but I, I think. That, yeah, I think that's about it, though. I think I think we've yeah. covered a lot. 
We covered our stroke fandom. We've kept it in under 45 minutes. We have the illustrious Earl on the podcast. Earl. I appreciate that. Talk about thanks for coming through for your knowledge, for, for blessing us with your presence. <laughs> and, and but and you know, and and as 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 true black men hosts, we were horrible. <laughs> and we didn't give you a chance to introduce yourself. Earl, tell us what you're about. Oh, uh, that's funny. Um <laughs> I, I can about we, 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 were, we were going to fix that in post, man. We, were going to fix that in post. we still can. <laughs> There's still plenty of time to do that. Um, no, I, I'm a huge fan of radio, and I'm a I'm a pop culture comment. I, I consider myself a commentator. Not so much of a humorist. Not so much of an observationist. Definitely not a journalist. Um, more like a commentator. Uh, and mainly around music and politics specifically, and I liked doing radio. So uh, I took my my Twitter account name, Spikefish, which I think I created when Winston was in the room with me, actually. And, <laughs> and, and I've turned it into an online brand and subsequently made that a radio station or at least an online platform for other podcasts. Um, and I did it because I love these kinds of conversations. I love listening to these conversations. And I like making them available for as many people in the world who could want to hear them to be able to hear them. So uh, right now, if anyone was to go to spikefish.radio, they would see the alpha and beta releases of what's going to drop on June 1st. And I'm hyper excited about that. So it's spikefish.radio. Specifically, that's all the URL you need. You'll get what you need to get from there. Um, but also when it comes to things like the strokes, uh, wrote an MGMT review for Winston, like way back. There are just certain bands that when they release something, I have to say something about it. Like it just, I can't fight it. It really just has to come out. And uh, again, my fandom, whether it's politics, whether it's music, whether it's film in some cases, it's, if you've got the opportunity to kind of shape a message and, and make it either funny or thoughtful and you can get it to a public that can actually uh, receive it, why would you want to do anything else? Like, <laughs> that's pretty much my favorite thing to do. So um, I've taken the last year and a half to get the tech ready, clouds together. I mean, I was a web developer and an IT guy in, in a previous life. And Winston knows what that's like, where you're just, I need a website. Well, I can build it. Well, I need clouds. Uh, I, I need a cloud server. I need a cloud server provisioned. Okay, I can I can do that. And then, what are my bandwidth costs? I don't know what's the budget on it. Like before you know it, you've turned it into a real project, and those real projects take real work. <laughs> and if you're not going to pay somebody else to do it and just check on it randomly, that means it's you doing it at the end of the night after you've done things for your nine to five, maybe one or two other freelance projects, and then you can sit down with your labor of love. And that's what this particular um, platform has. Uh, one other show that's on there currently is Chalkboard Conversations. Um, this this uh, company, Party Politics, they like uh, getting people engaged in discussions around political issues. And I think the guy who, the guy who hosts that show brought him on board, but he, he came on as... When I met him about 12 years ago, he was, he was raised Nation of Islam, but was really close to the uh, 
to George W. Bush and, and Laura. Like worked that way. Like, what? <laughs> Damn, son. That I'm already interested. How the fuck did that happen? That juxtaposition will have you scratching your head for a while, but I'm going to tell you that's an individual who actually exists in this world. He's actually a pretty cool dude. You know what I mean? Like Sharp, he's got he's got some really interesting um, perspective on how to get people engaged. Uh, you know me, Winston. I'm not one of those people who believes that everybody has a right to an opinion. I'm just you have a right. You earn the right to an opinion when you read. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all both do like epic Facebook and Twitter battles. Y'all have some, somehow have the time to do that. <laughs> oh, there's nothing in the world. We'll continue. <laughs> oh, Reg, Reg does that. Reg, yo, yo, Reg does it all the time. Reg, I need. To, oh, I need. The- not on Facebook though. I'm, I'm, I Twitter. Twitter's my vice. That's my heroine. I'll, I'll just see it there. I was like, nah, that sucks. And then there, there goes my whole day. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, for me, it's Facebook. For me, it's, it's, I need the visual. I need the visual and I need the, the benefit of growing the conversation among my followers initially. And then when they share, and one of my favorite things to do is when someone shares one of my posts on their personal page, and I'll read somebody say something like, this guy's an idiot, blah, 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 fuck him. Now, <laughs> they say it because they believe that someone just shared a super public post that no one knew the original guy. And then I reply underneath the comment like, okay, the part that you seem to be missing. And then just drop the rest of my science there. Like that, that'll make it an afternoon for me. Which means if I'm sitting in a meeting or if I'm on one of these conference calls that I'll sit on in the middle of the day, if I'm not presenting and I'm not required to weigh in, <clears throat> it's incredibly possible that I am uh, solving the world's problems online uh, with my thumbs. That's probably what's happening more often than not. <laughs> good looks, good looks. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Cool, cool. Yeah, no. Well, hit Earl up at spikefish.radio. <laughs> bam, bam. Bong bong, I should say. Okay, Rizzo. Bong bong. Bong bong. All right. That's, that's... <laughs> bong bong. Uh, man. Uh, it, it, yo, it's been a pleasure for you to join us on the podcast today. Man, I'm, um, I'm always right. It's just, it's, it, it, it's funny, like, both of y'all, I've had hours long music conversations with separately in two different cities, and y'all all here together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's three black dudes talking about the strokes. It's, it is a beautiful thing <laughs> in America right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're we're going to wrap this up. Uh, and, until next time, people. We Peace. love y'all. Peace. Peace.